Hey, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite quarterback hater, Robert Mathis, and you're listening to the For the Culture Podcast. This is the For the Culture Podcast. I'm your host, Luke Diamond, with my man, Jason Spears. The final pick for the Colts in the 2021 NFL Draft in the seventh round with the 248th overall pick. The Indianapolis Colts select Will Fries, guard Penn State, guard slash tackle, a little bit of position flexibility there along the offensive line as Chris Ballard drafts a guy with the last name Fries. Ryan Grigson is asking people if they would like Fries with that. <laughs> uh, he said it. I didn't think he was going to say it. <laughs> I had to say, Jason made the joke off air. I had to steal it on air, but I will give you credit for it would you like fries with that mr ryan grigson with grease stains all over his shirt working at your local mcdonald's thank god we're past that era Luke. we are past that era we're in the chris ballard era another solid pick i like this guy I had a fourth round grade on him uh this kid i mean he's a mauler and i i mean he could play the he played right tackle at penn state he played inside at guard I think he's a better fit at guard, but man, let me tell you something. He he's he reminds me of Quentin Nelson the way he he just destroys guys in the run game. I mean, he he is a mauler. He will finish guys. He'll drive them into the ground. Uh, he fits that that he's got that mean streak. He fits our offensive line room. I think this guy's got a very good chance. As crazy as it sounds, at two forty eight to make this team. I, I think he's a very talented kid. Very very physical. I love the physicality he plays with. He's definitely more of a guard, I think, than a tackle, but he can play right tackle on a pinch. I don't think you're going to see them try to force I – don't, I don't think this is a pick where – and I certainly hope people aren't thinking this, that you're looking at this guy and saying, okay, he's going to be a left tackle. That's, he's not a left tackle. He's probably you know, a guard swing tackle, maybe a guy who plays right tackle if you absolutely need him uh, because he did that at Penn State. But as far as this player goes, man, I just love watching him play. He, he's just – he destroys people. It's like watching Quentin play. Obviously, he's not as good as Quentin. Quentin's a great pass protector. He does everything well. But this guy reminds me of him. He's pancaking guys right and left. The reason why? Because he's very strong. And when he, you know, whenever he sets his anchor, he's very hard to move. He's super aggressive in the run game. Like I said, he can play both guard and tackle. He'll put guys on their ass. I, I just I love this guy's attitude. Plays with a mean streak. Definitely, it's going to be interesting to see. The two wills, you got Holden, you got Fries. It'll be interesting to see that that play out. And then you've got a couple of other guys like uh, the kid we signed from Carolina who I really like as a backup, and then also Penter. So it's going to be a fun uh, offseason as far as seeing who makes the team with those guys. But this kid, is he's legit. I think, and I was saying this on Twitter, I think this guy, this guy could develop into a starter quickly. At and Glowinski might be in his last year. Right. And that's and it's and that's true. And listen, this guy, it, he reminds me of Glowinski. He's so damn physical in the run game. He just devours people. And so, yeah, man, you never know if we can't resign Glowinski. This kid, he's the real deal. I mean, I had a, like I think Hicks had a fourth round grade on him, too. So, like, th- this is this is a hell of a pickup for the seventh round. I was shocked that he was even on the board. I thought he was off the board. So when I saw that he was drafted, I was like, damn. Because, I mean, because I mean, that's just a hell, that's a hell of a cap to this draft. So, yeah, so I'm really excited about, if you can't tell, I'm really excited about him. Some of the drawbacks, which, you know, every player has them. 
He's not great in pass protection. He needs to definitely improve in that. His technique needs to improve. Most of this is all pass pro stuff. His footwork isn't very good in pass protection. So all of his issues are pass protection, especially at right tackle. He's not nearly as bad in pass pro playing guard. But when you're out on that island, it's much more difficult and you're you know, your feet and all that stuff have to work together. And his feet sometimes and his hands get out of whack. And that can easily cause you to lose leverage. And if you lose leverage in that position, you're done. So definitely some work to do it for for, for him to be a, a viable right tackle in the NFL. But I think he's a guard, right? Like you could plug and play him at guard and probably you would be fine. That That's how good I think this kid can be. So I think it's another home run. I mean, seventh round and this guy, I mean, it's unbelievable. I mean, this guy, if you watch his film, he doesn't, he's not, oh, like, I don't want to make it sound like he's the greatest thing ever, but for a seventh round pick, he does everything well. Nothing spectacular, but he does everything well outside of the pass pro at right tackle. And and so to get this player at this pick, what, what 248? I, think I mean, so. that's, that's a home run, man. That is a home run. Yep, so more... Yeah, and listen, remember how much we were on his ass last year about depth and offensive line? He's attacked it. He's attacked it. Especially interior, like center and guard is phenomenal. Like the depth at center and guard is fantastic. And last year we didn't have a huge problem with the interior depth. It was pretty much the depth on the end spots at the tackle (laughs) spots. But, yeah, with Pinter last year in the draft and then with Fries this year in the draft and Joey Hunt – and holding like the interior spots, very solid depth, and you also have two extremely durable guards already with Nelson and Glowinski. Knock on wood, of course. But I love that. And, back, love... and Luke, 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 the backups at tackle are much better too. I mean, Teddy's oh yeah, not... yeah, we definitely. The problem is we just don't have the starter. If Costanza right, didn't right, retire, right. we would feel so good about everything right now in the offensive line. Really, the whole team. With the question right. marks, what's when's going to be? Is he going to be 2017? Is he going to be 2020? Is he going to be somewhere in between? I'm leaning towards somewhere in between, hopefully trending towards 2017. But that would be the biggest question. right? On the entire roster, the biggest question would be quarterback performance. Which whence are you going to get? I don't think we're going to get anything close to as bad as 2020, but that no. would be the biggest question because if you had Costanzo, you would actually have upgrades at the backup tackle spots it's really just Costanzo's retirement. And also, I don't want to even bring this up right now because it's so irrelevant at this point. But if Luck doesn't retire, like right now, we are two retirements away from Ballard absolutely annihilating everything that he was asked to do when he came to Indianapolis because he only inherited a handful of pieces. He inherited Luck, Costanzo, T.Y., Kelly, Doyle. For the most part, he really like the two main things he inherited was the tackle and the quarterback, and they're both gone. So he's had to build everything at this point. Oh yeah, he had to build it. He basically built a house from the ground up, and then at the end With of his it, bare lost hands. The, then he lo- yeah, he lost his roof and his and his plumbing at the end. So he had to do he had to put a new roof on the house, and he had to you know basically rebuild it after he lost luck, and now you know after Costanza retired. So. But the thing I love about him is he doesn't make excuses. He just goes out there and attacks the draft and and gets the job done. So, listen, people are going to say whatever they want about this draft. A lot of people have already been knocking it on Twitter and saying this is the worst draft that he's had since the first year and all this other stuff. Come see me. 
in November and December. Like you can't judge a draft after five minutes after the, the draft is over. This is the way I look at our drafts with this team. Okay. With Chris Ballard or with, let me go back with Ryan Grigson after the first few years, I assumed every draft was going to be a bomb. And for the most part, they were all bombs with, with Chris Ballard. It's the exact opposite. The first one was probably not the best one because he had Ryan Grigson scouts. But after that home run in 2018, home run in 2019, 2020, we're 2021. Why, why are you not going to trust what he did? Just trust him. Exactly. So that's what I would say to Colt fans. Relax. He's going to get the left tackle. Don't know who it's going to be, but it'll probably be either Fisher or Okun, and we'll be fine. We will be fine. So back away from the ledge. We're going to be okay. These these guys, the first two guys in this draft, actually the first three guys in this draft are all difference makers. The tight end, the two, the defensive ends, they're difference makers. So, you know, relax. We're going to be fine. We're at a point now where we have built start. Like we, we have starters all over the field. We don't need to draft starters. We can draft depth. And that's what these drafts, for the most part, the back of end of these drafts are about. It's about building depth, building competition. That's what Ballard's doing every single year. So I yep. feel good about the draft as I did, you know, so I've learned to trust the man. That's, that's what I would say. Trust the man. He is the man. Let's trust him. Absolutely. And coming into the draft, I thought we needed two starters. I thought we needed a starting defensive end and I thought we needed a starting left tackle. We got one out of those two. Pay is going to be a day one starter. So he hit on one of those two, or I guess you can't say hit until we see it on the field. But I believe our day one starters in the building now at the defensive end position with Quiddy Pay. So right there, we needed two starters. We got one of two. I think we have 21 of 22 starters right now, and we improved depth-wise at multiple positions, and that's all you could ask for in this draft. So I'm pumped, man. I love it. Now we got these players in-house. We can continue to watch and talk about these guys as we have our grades coming up. We have undrafted guys coming up and all that fun stuff. As the league year continues to move along now, another successful draft for Chris Ballard and the Colts. It's a lot more fun than it was in 2013-14-15 with Ryan Grigson as we have another draft in the books. We'll be back again tomorrow as we get into undrafted guys and then our draft grade. That's my man, Jason Spears. I'm your host, Luke Diamond. Our draft player profiles are now complete, but keep it locked for more draft content right here on the Fourth of Culture Podcast.